I didn't think I'd be writing about the flu this year, yet I am. Why? Because, despite thinking I was safe since I didn't have it in December as usual, I have it now. Actually, I'm in the I feel like an old dishrag stage now. Humphrey, that's probably why it took me six days to do the laundry, I'm still not done with the putting away, and the dishes. We were lucky enough to have my daughter and new son-in-law do the marketing for us. But it was only then that it became apparent she has it, too. I have written before about the fact that the flu shot doesn't guarantee you won't get the flu, but that if you are one of the unlucky ones to get the flu after the shot, it will not be as virulent. Thank goodness. It's day seven and I'm just now reaching the stage where I can do something. Writing, dishes, laundry, if I get back into bed for at least an hour between tasks. To be honest, sometimes I have to interrupt those tasks to take that hour rest. I have read some good murder mysteries and thrillers while listening to Silence. Then I could tolerate the television and discover Dr. Bramwell, Amazon Prime. Terrific for someone who loves Victoriana, I did write Portal in Time and am seriously considering the requests for a sequel. But what's different about the flu and the flu shot this year, I wondered as soon as I felt better enough to wonder about it anything. This is the latest information from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC at https colon slash slash www.cdc.gov slash flu slash spotlight slash flu season updates 2018.htm. By the way, they have loads of information about this year's flu season, but you may have to use the glossary which they so thoughtfully provide. January 11, 2019, with the 2018 to 2019 flu season well underway, CDC today estimated that so far this season, between about 6 million and 7 million people have been sick with flu, up to half of those people have sought medical care for their illness, and between 69,000 and 84,000 people have been hospitalized from flu. CDC expects flu activity to continue for weeks and continues to recommend flu vaccination and appropriate use of antiviral medications. Flu vaccination is the first line of defense to prevent flu and its potentially serious complications, including death in children. Flu vaccines have been shown to be life-saving in children, in addition to having other benefits. Flu vaccination has been shown in several studies to reduce severity of illness in people who get vaccinated but still get sick. Antiviral drugs are a second line of defense that can be used to treat flu illness. CDC recommends that people who are very sick or people who are at high risk of serious flu complications who develop flu symptoms should see a healthcare provider early in their illness for possible treatment with a flu antiviral drug. CDC's weekly flu view reports when and where influenza activity is occurring, what influenza viruses are circulating and their properties, and reports the impact influenza is having on hospitalization and deaths in the United States based on data collected from eight different surveillance systems. So far this season, H1N1 viruses have predominated nationally, however in the southeast, H3N2 viruses have been most commonly reported. The number of states reporting widespread activity increased this week to 30 from 24 states last week. While levels of influenza-like illness, ILI, declined slightly over the previous week in this week's report, ILI remains elevated in 15 states and New York City continue to experience high flu activity. There also was a decline in the percent of respiratory specimens testing positive for flu at clinical laboratories however this number remains elevated also. During some previous seasons, drops in ILI and the percent of specimens testing positive for flu have been observed following the holidays. Surprisingly to me, 
Business Insider at https colon slash slash www.businessinsider.com slash blue shot 2018 effectiveness availability where to get 2018 9 answered my question about how the flu shot is different this year. The formulation has been changed in two key ways, the nasty H3N2 strain that sickened many people last year has been updated, and the influenza B virus targeted for protection in the vaccine has been changed, too. So far, the revamped vaccines look promising. It appears that the virus is doing a little better job, if we look at what's gone on in the Southern Hemisphere season, Webby said. Richard Webby, an infectious disease expert at St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Down south in Australia, for example, it's been a fairly mild flu season, with flu activity circulating at low levels, according to the Australian Department of Health. That may not perfectly translate to an equally mild flu season up north, but what Webby's seen so far suggests that the shot is also combating the flu better than it did last year. Okay, I took the vaccine, I'm having a less virulent bout of the flu but it's still here. Now what? The Kidney Foundation of Canada at https colon slash slash www.kidney.ca slash treating the common cold and flu, tips for kidney patients offered a succinct answer. 1. For most people with kidney disease, acetaminophen Tylenol is safe to use for headache, pain and fever. 2. Cold and flu medications that contain decongestants may increase blood pressure. In addition, avoid cough and cold medications that contain ASA or NSAIDs, nonsteroidal anti-inflammatory medications, such as ibuprofen, Advil, Motrin, or naproxen, Aleve. If you have to use a decongestant, use a nasal spray or nasal drops. Note these nasal sprays are habit-forming. If you use them more than three days in a row, the blood vessels in your nose can become dependent on the spray. 3. Sore throat? Many cough syrups and throat lozenges contain sugar. Make sure you read the label to check the ingredients list prior to use. Some sugar-free or sucrose-free products are available on the market. Gargling with salt water may also be an effective way to soothe a sore throat. 4. Avoid herbal remedies. Herbal medications and products are not regulated in the same way that pharmaceutical products are. Therefore, the list of ingredients is not always accurate, and some herbal medicines have been found to contain pesticides, poisonous plants, hormones, heavy metals, and other compounds that are potentially dangerous. Some herbal medications also include diuretics, high levels of potassium, and or other ingredients that can affect the kidneys or interact with your prescription medications to change their effectiveness. 5. Vitamin C is not the answer. High doses of vitamin C, 500 mg or more, can cause damage to kidneys. There is a specially formulated multivitamin for people with kidney disease that has the right amount of vitamins that your kidneys can handle. Ask your healthcare team about this. Questions? Your pharmacist and members of your kidney health team are the best source of information. Ensure you read the label, even on over-the-counter medications that you've taken before, as ingredients do change from time to time. If you have severe symptoms that are lasting longer than seven days, you should see your doctor. Until next week. Keep living your life.